What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Wrath of Cast, where ferocity meets curiosity for the militant millennial. I'm your host, Cast the Wanderer, and today's Wrath Rant is the topic of the Second Amendment and gun control. The complete and unabridged description of the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution for the 1789 interpretation documented by ConstituteProject.org reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The definition of militia, according to Google Dictionary Search, is the following. A military force that is raised from the civil population to supplement a regular army in an emergency. A military force that engages in rebel or terrorist activities, typically in opposition to a regular army. All able-bodied civilians eligible by law for military service. The opposers to actual gun control policies being pushed through Congress somehow have fed themselves this delusion that the Second Amendment is an embodiment of gun control and is the only line of defense that contemporary society needs. When the group of primitive white men whom are referred to as founding fathers with misleading admiration and selective ignorance wrote this amendment nearly 300 years ago, the firearms of colonial America weren't comparable in any manner to the firearms of today. The cutting-edge weapon of destruction in the past time frame was a musket that used a 19-millimeter iron ball and could fire only three shots per minute if the operator was skilled enough. Today, a Glock handgun, which is the most widely purchased and used handgun across the globe, carries a standard magazine of 15 or 17 rounds, with extended magazine options providing up to 33 rounds. Furthermore, the operator of a Glock handgun can empty a magazine in 15 seconds or less and reload with a completely full one in under three. According to the FBI, almost 69% of all gun-related homicides in 2014 were attributed to handguns. That's more than two out of every three people killed with guns. There's no comparison between these era firearms. At this point, we're talking arming one side with throwing rocks against the side with one-man armies on their hips. The Second Amendment never directly guarantees the right of the individual who is not transcripted into a state militia the right to own a firearm. The only thing directly guaranteed by this amendment is to prevent a tyrannical federal government from disarming a state's local ability to defend itself from the cancerous spread of a federal dictatorship. The section of the passage that reads, a well-regulated militia necessary to the security of a free state is an undeniable cornerstone of what gun control is, regulation. And this regulation was for the citizens appointed by the state to serve in the militia who regulated the district of firearms to its members. Furthermore, the section of the passage that reads the right of the people can be argued that it is plainly referring to the citizens of the country as a whole, not the individuals of the states who are not in the state militia, which in turn brings us full circle to the original point that the amendment does not guarantee an individual's right to own a firearm in the first place, and it certainly doesn't prohibit or forbid the legislative body from using policies to regulate firearms. On the contrary, the amendment does explicitly state that there needs to be some form of gun control by using the words well-regulated. The federal government can't regulate something that they can't measure, document, and access. Therefore, in my eyes, any blocking of a centralized database of guns and their owners is unconstitutional, which is another big no-no in the land of the free. The debate over the Second Amendment has shifted from the centralized topic of protecting American society against a tyrannical federal government and themselves to endlessly talking in circles over the semantics and grammar of white men who have been dead for nearly 300 years who spoke and wrote a completely different incarnation of what we call English. According to Vox, here are 18 facts that accurately depict the state of gun violence in the U.S. from 18 major charts. Fact number one, the U.S. experienced 133 mass shootings in densely populated areas between 2000 and 2014, excluding gang violence and terrorism. The next developed nation of Germany only had six mass shootings in the same time frame. Fact number two, adjusting for the rate of mass shootings per 1 million people over the same time frame, the U.S. is still leading the world out of all developed nations at nearly 0.4 mass shootings per 1 million citizens, amounting to an average of 129.2 mass shootings for the approximate 323 million people of the U.S. population. Nearly the exact number of 133 mass shootings that were recorded when not adjusted for population size. Back number three, before 2011, 
Almost six months passed on average between mass shootings. Now we are on pace to experience one every 64 days. Fact number four, 92 people are killed by guns each day on average. 58 of those people are suicides by firearm and the rest are comprised of accidental shootings, undetermined, and police actions. Fact number five, almost half of the suicide rate per 100,000 people in the US can be attributed to guns. Suicide is an important part of the gun control discussion because of ease of access makes suicide magnitudes easier and less of a probability for a failed suicide attempt for people to seek help and a second chance at life. Fact number six, white men are the leading demographic to commit suicide by gun. I wonder where all the all lives matter crowd is on this issue. Fact number seven, since the 90s, the rate of gun suicides per 100,000 people has actually been on an upward trend while the rate of gun homicides per 100,000 people has been on a downward trend. Fact number eight, in comparison to other developed nations, the US homicide rate when adjusted for population has a much larger portion dedicated to the use of guns. Fact number nine, the leading demographic of homicide victims by guns are young black men. Fact number 10, America isn't leading the developed world in burglary rates adjusted for population. Fact number 11, nor is America leading the developed world in assault rates adjusted for population. Fact number 12, gun deaths in America exceeds the total of people dying from AIDS, drug overdoses, causes of wars, and terrorism combined. Meaning you should be magnitudes more afraid of American gun owners than you are afraid of ISIS, Al-Qaeda, or drug epidemics. Fact number 13, there are 90 guns for every 100 people in America. Fact number 14, in order to buy a gun in America, you are not mandated by federal law to have or present upon purchase the following, a license to purchase the firearm, safety training, safe storage, or registration of any kind. If you aren't a convicted felon, all you need is the implicitly understood right to bear arms, which no other developed nations have in their public policies. Fact number 15, the number of background checks that must be run by all federally licensed firearm dealers upon sale of a firearm has skyrocketed since 2009. Coincidentally, that is when Obama took office and the demand of guns skyrocketed proportionally out of fear that the black man in the Oval Office was coming to take all the guns away from the white folk. Fact number 16, the gun death rate per 100,000 people increases in direct proportion to the level of gun ownership in a country. The U.S. sits at about 90 gun deaths per 100,000 people to coincide with the 90 guns owned for every 100 people in the U.S. Fact number 17, the homicide rate due to guns also increases proportionally in each state with the rate of household gun ownership. Fact number 18, and finally, the suicide rate due to guns vastly increases in direct proportion in each state with the rate of household gun ownership. Depression with a gun is more dangerous than without a gun, and since suicide is often acted on by people in temporary circumstances, likewise, Domestic disputes, assaults, grand theft auto, and home invasions are all more dangerous with guns than without them. This further drives home the point that overall, guns are bad for the health of the American people, as demonstrated by the American people. It isn't that the US has more crimes than anywhere else on the planet, it is the sole fact that because the unparalleled ease of access to guns in the US makes petty and common crimes that much more lethal to the general public. The US doesn't have a gun problem, it has several, and you can't beat the numbers, you can't beat the facts. Anybody who ignores them is complicit in the senseless bloodshed of their fellow citizens. In the realm of modernly developed nations, the U.S. stands alone in its access to guns, its stubbornness to enact gun control laws, and is paying the price with the lives of its citizens while still irresponsibly denying the correlations due to the sins of greed that lobbying against such policies has produced. Anytime the gun control debate is inevitably rekindled after a mass shooting, we hear politicians using the empty theory of the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun as a dismissive retort to anybody in favor of gun control. But here's the kicker that these halfwits are overlooking. People who 
conduct mass shootings aren't just looking for gatherings of lots of people. They are looking for highly concentrated areas of unarmed people. Their modus operandi is to inflict as much harm and cause as much chaos in the smallest amount of time possible. Anybody who's played any FPS game can attest that the difficulty of accomplishing this goal increases exponentially when your targets can shoot back at you. So this idea that somehow passing gun regulation is going to somehow prevent lawful citizens from owning firearms is a distraction. You were never the main target to begin with. The Black Panther Party taught us in Sacramento, California in 1968 that if we want gun control, black people need to arm themselves and scare the white establishment into trying to restrict the access to firearms to the sole group of people that has a bloodstained reason to oppose them. This uses a morbid turn of reverse psychology to the collective advantage of the American public. As a concealed carry license holder, I proudly embrace my privilege to own firearms, but not necessarily because I'm a diehard supporter of the alleged rights that are supposedly guaranteed to me by the Second Amendment, but rather because I believe in evening out the playing field against my opposition, as well as to take the personal initiative of protecting myself against those who wish to see me and those that look like me harmed or killed. With that being said, I've spoken my piece and now I feel free. You always try to be so mad. I got a lot to be mad about.